Okay, good evening, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Brucham Abayim. Welcome, everyone. We have an amazing topic tonight. We're continuing the shirim of uh, the series. The shirim of Sefer Shmais are dedicated by Dr. Zakim and Mishpata, Lila Nishmas, Hashem Leizman, Rav Yaakov Zakim, Lila Nishmas, Dr. Zakim's father and mother, David ben Rav Yaakov Tzvi HaKoyin, Rivka Bas Tzvi HaLevi, Vigan Eden, Tim Nechassan, Lekshvim Yitzir Sharm, for the whole family, Abbi Askel Tzedek, Shum of Chedesh Tvat, dedicated by the Israeli family, Leonishas Meir ben David, and Yeshua ben Yechezkel, whose yard sites are Ches Shvat, Chof Tes Shvat, respectively. And tonight is a very special evening. Tonight is the Bar Mitzvah Boiviyon of Eliyahu Israeli, who is making a Siyam on Shas, Tonight's year is sponsored by Avram and Raquel Ben Hayun for a full shlema of Daniel Ben Flora. She have a full shlema of Bakarif Mamish, the Sosh Shachal Yisrael. Okay, we have a lot of important announcements to make. First of all, you know what the Shabbos is? You heard about the Shabbos? The Shabbos is Shabbos Mavachim Adar Aleph. Which means there are two others. So let's say if it will be a regular year, then you could say either I'm going to get the concealed or the real in English, or I'm going to get in Lashon Kodesh. But this year there are two others, which means you got to get both. So you say, why do I need both? I told you already many times that there is material in one that's not in the other. So both are necessary. Now, little secret is we're working out possibly putting this out in small pocket sizes. So we said, what are you going to do with that? It will fit right in your shalafonis, okay? So, yeah, we're working on that. And, um, but, you so you say, well, which side should I get? Of course, you know, this is good for reading, and the other one is good for the shalafonis. Okay, if anybody wants to mishtate in upcoming projects, they're coming, uh, Bezat Hashem, uh, in quick succession. If anybody wants to mishtate, the next one in the queue is the Seif and Lashon Kodesh on Chinuch Habanim. Which is uh, basically we're completing imminently. Um, after that, the fire and the soul in English, on Lagba Omer, published by Armstrong. If anybody wants to be mishtatib, let's say you say I like to mishtatib in French or Spanish form. We got we got that for you too. Upcoming in Elo, the mystery and the majesty in French and in Spanish. What else? Oh, now now tonight's show is about the chida. So I know people are thinking, oh, you're speaking about the Chidah because of the upcoming trip to Italy on February 17th, which there are a few spots left. Rav Doib almost took the last spot. Well, we still have uh, more spots left. Please join us. Think, oh, because you're going to Italy, you're speaking about the Chidah. No, just the opposite. Because we're giving Shira on the Chidah, so we're going, we're good. That, after that, we're going to. Okay? That's how it works. If you want to join us, that's Shem March 3rd to March 5th. First ever, Yachay Kala. In Miami, uh, we have amazing uh, topics about morality and ethics in warfare. Very interesting subject. Okay, here we go. The Chidah of Tanya Yisrael Azulai lived uh, an amazing life, a remarkable life. He lived from 1724 to 1806. He was one of the most prolific writers, great travelers, and Poiskim. And his forum range the full gamut of possible subjects. From Drush to Halacha, he wrote Berke Yoise, he wrote Mafsik Bracha, Chaim Shal Kishibus Chaim Shoal, he wrote Sfarim on travel, Magot, he wrote Sfarim on bibliography, Shem Hagadoilam, he wrote Sfarim al Hatoyo, Chaimasanach, Nei David, Nachal Kidumit, he wrote encyclopedias, Mid Barkadamis, Slash Kufi. How did he do so much? How is it possible? There's a, there's a, an account of something like 71 svarim, and some have even more than that. So there's one line in the Chida, actually there's a biography on the Chida that uh, Rabbi Zev Peretsky wrote, and he opens with this line, and I always think about this line when I think about the Chida, in Moira Be'etzba, which is also an amazing uh, little sefer. I started learning Moira Be'etzba this year. It had a very big hashba on me. Moira Be'etzba tells you the right kavana to have at every part of the day. So, for instance, 
what to think about when you're walking to Shachris. Literally, a few, maybe two dozen different things. What to think about when you walk into a shul. Every time you walk into a shul, you think the following three things. I'm being Mekai in the mitzvah of Moira Mikdash. I'm being Mekai in the mitzvah of, being, of Moira Misha Shoichem Sham. Two different things. To have awe of the place and awe of the one who resides there. And you ask Hashem for permission to come in. So right then and there, you just, it's three things. Like you walk into a shul, you're Mekai three mitzvahs. Every time you walk into a shul. How to say Amen Yehishmei Rabbah? You know, there's a there's a whole Shaila. Are you supposed to say it um, with all of your kavana or, or all of your strength? So I like to say, if you actually said Amen Yehishmei Rabbah with all your kayak, they would carry you out. You'd be, they would institutionalize you. I mean, do, do people actually say Amen Yehishmei Rabbah? Because people make believe, you know, Amen Yehishmei How you could scream much louder than that. We know that. We have it on video. You know, there, you could scream louder than that. So why? So the Chidah says, what does it mean, It means you rev yourself up as if you're going to say it, but when you say it, it could be Keragel. Many, so in his Sefer Moira Ve'etzba, the Chidah talks about what to do on Shabbos. Shabbos is a very busy day. You know, between the Sudais and the Tfilais and being Maver Sedra and all the Limudim. And you also want to rest. How do you fit everything in? So the Chida has a line. This is my favorite. Chida says, Someone who doesn't waste his time, there's time for everything. That's like, you know, to me, the encapsulates maybe in a way the life of the Chida. Now the Chida wrote maybe one of my favorites for us. Shem Hagadayim. Shem Hagadayim. The Chida wrote in Lazaretto. Lazaretto, he's in quarantine. When he came to Italy, they, when you come to a new country, they lock you up for 40 days. So he was on a boat for 40 days. No sparring, no computer. From memory, he listed in alphabetical order the names of all the G'daylam who ever lived before him and the names of all the sparring that were ever written before his time in alphabetical order. So we're talking about, right now, could you, 50 Yitzchak. 50 Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Sheshit. Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar, you know. And what does it talk about them? It's, it lists the farm they wrote, the times they lived in, the years they lived, what what their life was like in very brief, uh, in uh, very brief comments. And one may ask, what's the tachlis of the Sefer? Just to, it's basically an encyclopedia. It's a telephone book, like, What's the what's the purpose of such a sefer? So in one of the earliest editions of the Shem HaGdolim, it came with the Haskam of the Malbim. And the Malbim gives a mashal. Imagine you're famished, you're tired, you're walking through a country without, without any provisions, without any mode of travel, and you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're tired, and you're, you encounter an orchard. And you come into the orchard, and they're lush grapes. And you bite into them. They're juicy. They're delicious. They energize you. And then there's wine sitting around, and there's sandwiches. I'm now I'm adding to the muscle. The sandwiches is not the muscle. That's my addition. So in case you look it up, and it says, Mom didn't say sandwiches. I'm letting you know now. And it's comfortable, and there's food, and there's drink, and it's set up for your enjoyment and rest and delight. And then naturally, you're sort of wondering, hey, who did this for me? Who planted this orchard? Who set up the grapes? Who set up the wine? Who set up the hammock for me to rest? So you ask someone, and, uh, you know, who made this orchard? Who set it up? Just, huh? What kind of question is that? We don't know. We don't ask that question. Say, does anybody know? No, nobody knows. Did anybody ask? No, nobody's interested. It would be an embarrassment. How isn't it instinctive that if somebody does you such a big favor and someone gives you such a great gift, you want to know who's my benefactor? So says the Malvin, you know, we come, we sit down in front of a Gemara. So we know there's somebody Rashi and there's somebody Tyson. But who's the Ain Yaqir? Who's the Ain Mishpat? 
Who's the Mesar Sashan? Who's Rabbein Hanana? Who's the Maram Shif? Who's the beer on the Maram Shif? Who's the Mitzvah Isan? Who, who are all these Mepharshim that set everything up for us? Well, I don't know. What's the difference? I'll just, I'll just learn what it says. You don't want to know who they are? You don't even, their names are not even known. If I would say their name right now, nobody would know who they are. How could you allow these names to fall into disuse? Says the Malbum, the most basic obligation of someone who receives a benefit is at least you want to know who is my benefactor. So the basic obligation of the Jew is you need to know the 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 elementary information about the Gdala Yisrael who lived before us, who gave us uh, the Svarm that we learned, the Devetar that we say, and this is what the Malbim uh, writes in his Haskama to the Shem Hagadolim. And this idea of the Malbim, this philosophy of the Malbim, we want to apply to the Chida himself because the Chida basically took hundreds and hundreds of names of Gedalei Yisrael that nobody ever heard of. And he took them out of the ash heap and he brought them to life. So I want, uh, I would like to try tonight to uh, to give ourselves a familiarity with the Chida and his family background and the Gedalei that lived before him and were associated with him. And maybe we'll, we're going to speak about the Chida possibly um, a few weeks, and let us begin with Rabbi Avram Azulai. Most people, when they hear Avram Azulai, everybody knows the Chida was Rabbi Kayim, Yosef, David, Azulai. We're going to talk about where that name comes from and where that name does not come from. Perhaps you've heard the name Avraham Azulai. You ever hear of Avraham Azulai? You go to Hebron today, and in the ancient cemetery in Hebron, buried where uh, you have the Rish of Chachma, and the Malach Shloimai and the Stechemed, and you have the Sesali Avram, Rabbi Avram Azulai. Rabbi Avram Azulai, the Chida always refers to as my grandfather, and we're going to see, was he his grandfather? But we're going to start with the very first Avram Azulai. Tonight we're going to learn, I'm going to try to keep it somewhat simple. There were really three Avram Azulais, Maybe aye, aye. four, and maybe even more. Okay, and you should at least be familiar with some of them. <clears throat> so let's let's start with um, the very first Avraham Azul. We don't know too much about him. This comes from the Sefer Malki Rabbana. Now, remember I mentioned the name of the Sefer Shem Hagdolim. Shem Hagdolim is a encyclopedic listing of all the Gedolim who ever lived before the Chida. There's a similar Sefer written called Malki Rabbana on the Chachamim of Morocco, which does with the Chachamim of Morocco what the Chida did with all the G'daylam before him. The first Avram Azulai was Migoyle Sfara. Migoyle Sfara means he was exiled from Spain in 1492. From Castile. Where does he come? He comes to Fez. He goes to Fez. This is in the times of Rabbi Shlomo ben Melech, Rabbi Shimon Lavi, and he is the grandfather of the Chesed Avram. So we have the first Avraham Azulai. He's around the year 1492. He leaves Spain in 1492. He goes, he explained where does he go? He goes to Fez. Okay, fine. His grandson is the Chesed Avram. The well-known, the most famous Avraham Azulai is the Chesed Avram. He's buried in Tevron. He was a Rav in Tevron. He was also a Rav where? I'll give you a little hint. There are hundreds of miles of tunnels under this area. Okay? Hamas. Okay, yeah, they live in those tunnels, but it's called Gaza. He was the rabbi in Aza, and he was the rabbi in Tevran. He was a great Makubal. His most well-known sefer is the Chesed Avram. You know, there's a Shaila on Hanukkah. You ever hear of Hanukkah? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're laughing, okay? Hanukkah, you like the, you like the, what's the menorah? What the, what, what, who's that? You like candles, you like neroids. Do you need to have a menorah? The same thing tomorrow, you need to have, it says you need to light neroids. Neroids. You go, you're moist about neroids. Let's say I take a nair and I stick it onto the table. 
Mishabru says, be careful. If you stick it onto the table, it might melt and burn down the table. We mean it might burn down the table. What about the fact that I didn't light a menorah? Doesn't say in Halakha you have to light the menorah. No, Davne Nezer. Maybe in Simon Shin. Quotes the Chesedly Avram, who says, Al Kabbalah, you need a cleat. The whole Indian of Menorah comes from a Chesedly Avram. Mm-hmm. Or the another famous teaching of his that some server doesn't like. That Sfas is the most predisposed city to learn Kabbalah. Chesedly Avram. There are a lot of Ideas that we know about, they originate in the Sefer Chesed Avram. So the Chesed Avram is the grandson of the first Avram Azulai. He wrote Chesed Avram. He wrote Balei Bris Avram. He also wrote a parish on the Zayar. I think it's called Arhakam. We're going to come to that. He, in the Hakdama to the to the Chesedly Avram, he talks about his grandfather, the first Avram Azulai. He calls him Anav Neim Zemirois Ikra. Okay. Now let's go to number five on the sheet. Number five is the Sefer Shem Hagzayla. This is Bechida's entry for his grandfather. Now I'm going to take you right away. Did you find the Bechida on your family tree? People want to know why am I doing that family tree? Because last week was Tubishvad, Rosh Hashanah, Ilanois. We have to talk about Ilanois. No, you didn't buy them. Okay. So, do you see the Chida on the family tree? Kayim Yosef David Azulai. He was Nifter in Tav Kuf Samach Vav. You know what year that is? Okay, I'm going to give you a little hint, okay? 18 something. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a formula. This is one of the most important things you ever learned. You take a Hebrew date. And all you do is you add the year 1240. It's one of the best ideas you'll ever you'll, you'll ever get. So Topkuf Samachvav is 566. So add 1240. Now you have to know first grade math to be able to do that. But if you have 566, 1804. <laughs> 1804. Some of you I'd like to hire as my accountant, right? Um, but you take 566 and you add 1240, it's 1806. 1806. Okay? So he was after an 1806. And he's writing his family tree. Going back to Rabbi like he's the third one on the uh, your family tree. So he says that Rabbi comes, he's the son of Mordechai, his family comes from Castile. He went. He they uh, went to Fez from Castile, and then he tells a story, and this is one of my favorite stories because maybe at the end of this Chida series, he tells the following story: My my Zayda was going to Kaputia, and for certain reasons they had to get off the boat quick. Maybe it was Shabbos, and they got as soon as they got off the boat, there was a terrible storm. And the boat capsized and everything was lost. Had he not gotten off the boat, he would have Hasidim died. And as to remember this miracle, he signs his name in the shape of a boat. Now, Hashem sent me Matana. I recently got a hold of a Sefer that the Chidah signed his own signature. And the Chidah himself signs in a boat. If you want, I'll show you a picture after this year. But in the, in the series, well, well, um, maybe I'll even bring it in. We'll see. So that that's an interesting story. So the Chesed Avram comes to Hebron, and he was a Bucky in many Sachmites, and a Soifer, and a Makubal. Now I want you to, to look at your sheet. Says the Chida, who was the son of my grandfather, the Chesed Avram, Avram Azulai? His name was Yitzchak. Yitzchak, the son of Avram Azulai. He was a Soifer. He was a speaker. He was a manhik. Who were the son-in-laws of Rabbi Ramazulai? The son-in-laws were Rabbi Yamin Zaevi. See on the family tree? Rabbi Yamin Zaevi was a well-known guy. And who else? Rabbi David Yitzchaki. Rabbi Yamin Zaevi and Rabbi David Yitzchaki. Let, let me see. Okay. Then the Chidah said, Rabbi Yamin Zaevi and Rabbi Yitzchak 
and Rav David Yitzchaki. Who were their children, says the Chida? Their children were Avraham Yisraeli. Avraham Yisraeli was the son of David. Avraham, um, one more, um, their children were Avraham Yisrael Zaevi, was the son of Rabbi Yaman Zaevi, and the son of Rabbi David Yitzchaki was Avraham Yitzchak. Okay? Now, let me ask you a question. What was Rabbi Yaman Zaevi and Rabbi David Yitzchaki to the Chida? Well, what was Rabbi Yitzchak to the Chida? Rabbi Yitzchak was the Chida's great grandfather. Yeah? So Benyamin Zaevi and Rabbi David Yitzchaki were the Chida's great, great uncles. Okay? Rabbi Benyamin Zaevi had a son we just mentioned, Rabbi Avram Yisrael. Rabbi David Yitzchaki had a son, Avram Yitzchaki. Now, why were both of their sons named Avram? Very simple. After the grandfather, Tesli Avram. Now, I want to I want to show you how all of these people are listed as Gedolei Yisrael in the Shem Hagdem. So, if you look at number six, Rabbi Yitzchak Azulai was the Chidaz great grandfather. Rabbi Yaman Zaevi was the Chidaz great great uncle. Rabbi David Yitzchaki was his great great uncle. Rabbi Avram Yisrael Zaevi was like the Chidaz first cousin three times removed. And Avram Yitzchaki was his first cousin three times removed. Now the Chida has quite an entry for Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki. He says Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki was the son of Rabbi David Yitzchaki, the son of the daughter of the Chesali Avram. And the Talmidim of Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki were the G'day Lehadah, Maram Chagiz, Mari HaKoyen. And he learned... He says, the Chida says, my cousin learned Kabbalah from my mother's father. And my own father, says the Chida, learned by the by Rabbi from Yitzchaki. And he was the Rosh at the time of all these G'day. Now, very interesting. Says the Chida, and I mamish had Shtikl Chalisha Sadas when I saw this. Actually, I had actual Chalisha Sadas. Says the Chida, I saw a lot of the writing of Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki and his power and his wonders. He went up to Shamayim on this on Friday, Yudgimel Sivan, 1729. And he was the first one in our era that they allowed to be buried within the four Amois of Zechariah. Why do I have Kalisha Sadas? Because I was there! And I even had a map. And on the map it said Avram Yitzchaki. And I had no idea who it was. I have a map of all the Karman Harzeshan. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds, if not more, of Gedala. And I dafka went to the foot of Zechariah Hanavi. First of all, to go to Zechariah Hanavi. But one of the main reasons I wanted to go there is because you know who's buried at the foot of Zechariah Hanavi? Someone who gave a shir about a few years ago. The wife of the smut. Now, three years ago, me and Rabdoy, we were in the city of Lemberg. And in the last few minutes of our trip, we made sure, because everybody really wanted to go to a cabin in Lemberg. And at this cover was the Taz, the Sma, the Chacham Tzvi, the Shoyelom Eishiv, the Yeshuas Yaakov, and the Mogen Yibayim. And where is the wife of the Sma? The wife of the Sma, after he died, went to Yerushalayim by himself. She was a very big Tzadikas. Her Piske Halacha are brought in the Hakdama of the Prisha and the Drisha. She set up a gemach in Yishalayim and she was so righteous, they buried her by the feet of Zechariah And I knew there were a few other people buried there. And I and I saw the map of Ram Yitzchaki. I didn't know it was the Chidah's first cousin three times removed. But the Chidah says that um, he was a, a very eminent sage and he was the Rebbe of uh, the Gedor Hadar in his generation. And that would be a reason for me to go back there. 
the Berzah Shem, I hope to go back there. And once we're talking about him, I mean, did you ever hear of Avram Yitzchaki? Probably the Chidah would be very happy that we brought out this name, and, you know, we brought it to, to life. I'm going to tell you two Divrei Torah from Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki. You ready for this? I mean, you don't hear every day Divrei Torah from Rabbi Yitzchaki. Did I get like a, a Tehillim, a Siddur that has a Tehillim in it? The Pasuk says like him. Tam Libi Bekerbi. Behagigi. Okay. Paraklam and test. Ready for this? Okay. Let's see if we could. You ready? Tam Libi Bekerbi. Behagigi. Sivareish. Dibarki Bolshain. You ever hear that Pasuk? It sounds like vaguely familiar. Sounds like it has something to do with the hill, right? Are you allowed to say, what do you call somebody who says, oh, Nura Beit Planya, there's always fire burning in Pliny's house. What is that called? Remember? Very good. If you say fire is always burning, it could mean he's very hospitable, or it could mean he's a glutton. He's always, you know, he's always barbecuing. It's Avak Loshimhar. Says Rabbi Abram Yitzchaki, now, not just Stam Avram Yitzchaki. Yeah, sorry. this is from Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki. And the Chidah quotes in his parish on Tehillim. Stam Libi Bekirbi. I get all warmed up. And I get Yerashamayim. Bahagigi. If I would say, Sivarish, there's fire in someone's house. Dibarti Bolshoini. It could be Lashon Hara. Okay. That's the remez of Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki, cousin of Luchida. Next, Vartai. <laughs> you made it for him? Because, it's, you know, the Shabbos, I said. It's Shabbos, Mavarchim, Chodesh Adar. Mishanichnas Adar, Marim Besimcha. I know you prefer to be a grouch. You would rather move. And, you know, frown. And walk around, move, you know. Sorry, it's all over. You still have you still have another week to do that. Try to chaperone as much grouchiness as you can. But we know now. Says my father told me in the name of our cousin Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki that on the day of a person's birthday, a person's mazel is strong. So why is it that tzaddikim die on the day they were born? If your mazel is strong, you should die dafka not on your birthday. I mean, what kind of birthday present is Oh, yeah, the birthday present. You're dead. That's, well, wow, that's really nice. Could you wrap it in a bow? Could you wrap? What's the birthday present? We take away the tzaddik on the day that he's born? The answer is, my father said in the name of Rabbi Tzaki, because for tzaddikim, the day that they're mistalik, it brings great elevation to their neshama. Because their mazel is strong on their birthday, that's why... They're nifter on the day of their birthday because their neshama is a great ali on that day. Haman was happy that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Zion Adar. But just the opposite. The fact that he passed away on the day that he was born, that shows that our mazel is strong on that day, not weak. That's what Rabbi Yitzchaki said. Fine, let's move along. Now that we've brought Rabbi Yitzchaki, and so next time you go to Harazetim, Call up uh, Josh Wander. Say you want to go. I know everyone goes to the regular spots on the top where where they think it's safe. Now you go all the way to the bottom. That's where the Bartimur is on the bottom. Safaria Hanavi, the Rabbeinu Kleinimus Balanes is on the bottom. There's someone else on the bottom. Me personally, David Amalas. So they asked, why didn't Reb Chaim Velazhenar? So they say, Reb Chaim Velazhenar passed away seven days after he was born. Why? Because when you have a bris milah, that's really when you're born. So he, he really passed away when he was born. So I, Moshe Rabbeinu, why didn't he pass away seven days later? Oh, he was born, he was Noilan Mo. And David, he was also Noilan Mo. Okay. Now we go to the Chida's grandfather, Marenu Rab Yeshaya Azulai. 
And lo and behold, next to Bela Katz, the Eishat Tatsma, and Avram Yitzchaki at the foot of Zechariah Navi, Rabbi Shaya Azulal. I saw the name when I was looking at the map. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, it's very hard to know the, the, the graves are rubbed out of it. But now that we're mentioning the name of the Chido's grandfather, I'm going to tell you about Torah from the Chido's grandfather. There's another Pasuk in Tehillim. The Pasuk says, tell me if this sounds familiar. Beloi Kim Ahalel Davar, Bashem Ahalel Davar. So says Rabbi Shai Azulai. We know Chai Vadam, Levarech Al Harak, Shem Tumvar Chalatai. So we say, Beloi Kim, whether it's Midas Hadin Ahalel Davar, praise Hashem. Bashem, or whether it's Midas Harachanim Ahalel Davar, or another Pshat. Uh, the Pasuk says, the, the Gemara tells us in Brachis, if one is Mekabal Yisurim Ba'ahava, the reward is, Yira Zera Ya'arach You'll live long. So this is the meaning, if you praise Hashem, when the Midas Hadin hits a person, and you're Mekabal the Simcha, and you're a Halal Davar, you'll be Zoycha Bashem. You'll be Zoycha to have Midas HaChesed. Next, next shot of uh, Rabbi Shai Azulai. No, you want to hear the Beitar from the grandfather Kida? No, I thought so. Okay, what does Yaakov Avinu tell Yosef? This is Oyon Benayim. Yaakov says, "I never thought I would see your face." What did he mean? Are you allowed to look at a Russia? So Yaakov said, I thought I would never be able to look at your face because I thought maybe you went down to the town and you became a Russia. But you know why I'm able to see your face? You ready for this? Because God showed me to you when you were about to sin with Aisha's Poitifera, God showed me to you. So you didn't sin. That's why I could look at your face. Simply, we, we translate it. I never thought I would see you, and now I'm seeing you. No, I never thought I would see your face because you're Russia. But why are you not a Russia? He may hera God showed me to you, grandfather. You say one more. I'll give you one more. What do you do if the Yitzhar strikes? You say Shema. What? What's the last resort? Very good, Rav Shmuel. Rav Shmuel had his weebies today. So simply means remember the day of your own death. No, it's a hard. Don't mess with me. One day we're going to shech you. The Gemara Sukkot says, "Asid lishchay malachamavas." Yeah. So Yizkeloi, remind him of his day of demise. Grandfather Chida, where is he buried? Ezra, tell them, even though you're kind. The foot of the Tayyanavi and Harazit. You need a map? I'm going to show you exactly where. Right now. Here. Here's the map. This is the grave of Kaya Hanavi. And number seven. Right over here. Zach Matt. Zach Mahan. Who's his son? Rabbi Yitzchak Zerachia Azulai. Now you can't make this up. Wednesday morning, I give a shear. It's a three-minute shear. It's about Torah, 10.45 a.m. I, I look at it like 10.30. I try to find something very quickly. That's when, that's, that's when, I, I'm, that's when I prepare early. <laughs> Seriously. Okay? <laughs> Today, I, I opened something up. Who? I don't think I ever, I never, the name never even registered. The Dvar Torah was on this week's parasha. When Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Harsinai, what, what happened to Harsinai? The Malachim tried to kill him. When he came down and he got an aliyah, that Moshe Rabbeinu got an aliyah that Monday. Yeah, Moshe ben Amram, lazy. Yeah, he was a lazy. Did he bench Goyim? That was the Shaila the Chida brings from his father, Rabbi Yitzhak Zerachia. His Rebbe, the Chazoy Nachum, asked the Chida's father, Chazoy Nachum says, in my dream, 
I asked Rabbi Zerachia, or Rabbi Yitzchak Zerachia, but he didn't answer me. I had to actually knock on his door. He didn't want to answer me. What? Why should we live on the plane? So Rabbi Yitzchak Zerachia says, no, you don't, he didn't answer Did He said, did Avram bench Gaimo when he came out of uh, Orkazim? He said, no. He said, did Yitzchak bench Gaimo after the Akedah? Anytime God commands you, you need to be Moistar Nefes, you don't bench Gaimo, he said. Did, okay, fine. <laughs> so now the big question, okay? Now when I'm going to take out their family trees, and I want you to tell me, how is Rabbi Abram Azulai related to the Chidah? The Chesel Abram. I want to know the exact relation, the precise term. Now, the Chesel Abram, which is the second Abram Azulai. Rav Yitzchak Zerachia is the father. Rav Yishai is the grandfather. Rav Yitzchak is the great-grandfather. And Avram is the great-great-grandfather. Two greats. Is the Chesedi Avram the Kiddo's grandfather? No. So a guy actually has the nerve to write a Shaila to the Kiddo. Now what right do you have to call the Chesedi Avram your grandfather I just read your Shemak Doylem. He's your great, great grandfather. Just like a guy walking around saying, you know, my grandfather Rashi, your grandfather Rashi, 50 generations, your grandfather. So in the Shal Tetzibat Chaim Sha'al, Masha Sha'al Tzimimani, you did Nafshi. Eichani Koisteb al-Arab, Chesed Abram, Mar Zekini, Omashi Kosabdi B'Shemak Dom, Nikoshu Zekini, is my grandfather's grandfather. First, I want to tell you, that's the most ridiculous question I <laughs> Don't you know that when the Marshal wrote to the Rama, hey Rama, you don't write with the proper Hebrew grammar. You're not midaktek beloshoin. So the Rama said back, that's dikduke anios, meaning, come on, that's, that's, that's your question, the grammar is not good. So that's what you're asking? Says the Chidah, That's an expression of the Kama. Like, get a life, you know? That's what you were... You, I didn't speak with proper grammar. That's your cash on me. Why did I call him grandfather? Why don't you ask, like, a real question on Gufei Halachas? But you want to know? I'm not going to get too involved, but I'll dismiss you quickly. Says the Chidah, you know, the Maharash writes, My grandfather is a Ramban! And he's sixth generation from the Ramban. And all those Ashkenazic rabbis, they always say, Oh, my grandfather will go to the bush. My grandfather is a bat. My grandfather tries to jump in. All the Ashkenazim always have a question of the say that. It's a million generations up. Nobody ever challenges them. Doesn't the Gemara Nazir stand up of Gimel, Rus, Bas, Benoy, Shel Egloin, Toysa says, Lab Dabka, Bas, Benoy, Harbe, Doyroyd? Doesn't the Gemara Chagiga say, it says that Rabbi Lazar ben Arach, I think, that he's ben benoy shal Avram Avinu, and Toysa says not ben benoy, lapdapta, it means he has the same masim as Avram Avinu. Doesn't the Medrash in Vayishlach say that Rabbeinu HaKadosh said, wrote a letter to Rabbi Afas, I'm sending this letter from Yehuda, your servant, to Malka Antoninus, so Rabbi Afas says, why you be Mavazi your covet? So Rebbe said, I'm not any better than my grandfather Yaakov Avinu, who said Abba Chayakov. Rebbe said about Yaakov, my grandfather. If I could say about the Chesedli Avram, my grandfather. But I thought, you know, you, now you really appreciate the question. Now you see he's not a grandfather. He's his grandfather's grandfather. That's why you need a family tree to understand. Okay. Now, anybody here in the Kameos business? How many Avram Azulais do we have so far? Two. Now we're doing a third one. If you go to Morocco in Marrakesh, buried there is someone who has one of the longest titles in the whole Shem Hagdar. Harab HaChosid HaMekursam HaMekubal Halaki Rabbi Avram Azulai. 
from the city of Marrakech, a student of Yitzhak de Lavia, a friend of Rav Shlomo Amar. Rav Shlomo Amar and Rav Avram Azulai, the third, were associates, and they argued about the Zaihar. Contemporaries. That's a good word. Thank you, David. Rav Shlomo Amar was nifter in the year. Tough Sadi Ches. So that's 1738. Earlier than Rav Ramazulai. And he comes to Rav Ramazulai in a dream. Kida brings out. He says, look, I want to tell you something. The way I learned the Zayar in Shamayim is correct. The way I learned. Not the way you... But... The way you learned is what the Rashbi meant. <laughs> so the way I learned is right, but you understood what Rav Shemrachai actually meant. Okay, that's just an interesting story. Try to make heads or tails on that. I heard, says the Chida, that Rabbi Ramzai III was related to my great-great-grandfather, Chesel Avram, And he wrote a wondrous parish on the Zion. And he was the Rebbe of Rabbi Yaakov Pinto. And Rabbi Shaya Hakoin. And I heard from reliable sources that my cousin, Rabbi Ramazan III, would say that many people say that Azulai is a Rashi Tevas. Isha, Zaina, Bechalala, La Yikasa. And he would say, if anyone says that, I put them in Tehran. I put them in Tehran. Not only that, he put people in Kherem for saying that. The word Azulai stands for, in English, a harlot or a defiled woman you should not take. We know a Kayan cannot marry a Zaina or a Halal. So the word Azulai stands for Isha Zaina Halal So in a way, it's a little demeaning. You know, on the, on the one hand, you can look at it, it's like prestige. I'm a Kayan. What does Kayan mean? Isha Zaina Halal but on the other hand, it's like, I don't know if somebody's going to carry around the name. You know, don't take a legitimate, you know. Actually, in one of the official areas of, of the Chidah, of, from Rameir Benayahu, he brings that they found ancient documents in Corfu that, in fact, when somebody would marry, when a coin would marry a Halala, they would change their name to Azulai. And then other Rabbanim sort of wonders, why is it embarrassing that Azulai means that. First of all, that's only if you spell Azulai I Aleph Zion Bab Lamed Yud. But the Fidaz family spelled it Aleph Zion Bab Lamed Aleph Yud. So it doesn't even work. But I want to tell you something about this, Rabbi Ramazulai. Says the Fidaz, I heard from a holy man. His name was Rukhaim Ibn Atam. You know who that is? Archaimatazim. The Chidal learned by the Archam HaKadosh. The Archam HaKadosh came to Yerushalayim for a year and shame. The Chidal learned by him. And the Archam HaKadosh told me that he knew Rabbi Avram Azulai III. And if somebody was sick, Rabbi Avram Azulai III would write a Kamea. You know what he would write in the Kamea? He would write very mysterious words. Yehiratsun shetishach rufuah shalema leploini ben ploini mechoili ploini amen sela Without any shame on So if anybody out there needs to make extra cash and they want to go into the Kamea business, you don't need to get fancy. Kamea is an amulet that they used to put. They would hang it around their neck or put it under their pillow. And traditionally, it has various shame on Rav Ramazulai did no, no fancy stuff. Hashem should send Bible Ben Beryl or Fushalema for his indoor Antonio. And that's it. Oh, it said his name, and it said his illness. And that's it. And one second. And and uh, the Rav um, the told me that he is in possession of Kameos from Avram Azulai. Fine. Now, the Chida was born, we said, in 18, in 1724. How do we know that? Now, here's another personality I want you to be familiar with. Back to the family tree. Okay, back to family tree. The Chida's father is who? No? 
Yitzchak's the Rachel. Okay? Rechida's mother, Tara. Basrab Yosef Bailer. Sounds Fardi or Ashkenazi? Ashkenazi. Part of the godless of the Chida was he was able to combine the Sephardic and Ashkenazic world. His grandfather was one of the great Ashkenazic uh, rabbis. His grandfather was Rabbi Yosef Bailen. Yes. Now, the Chida's father, Yitzhak Zerachia, had a sister. Who's the sister married to? Rabbi Yonah Nevon. So Rabbi Yonah Nevon is who to the Chida? His uncle. Rabbi Yonah Nevon was the Paisek Hadar. Rabbi Yonah Nevon was the Paisek Hadar. He's also in the Shem Hadar. Look at number 17. Moiri, Moiri, his Rebbe. He's also the Rebbe of the Chida. Moiri, Rabbi Yonah Nevon. Ben Rav Chanun Nevon. Was Rav in Yushalayim. He wrote the well-known sefer Nechba Bekesef. He wrote a pilpul on Hilchus Gitin. He wrote a beer on all the toysets of Revelyon Mizrahi. Gehaya echon mirabone hadar v'chemat lo hiniach paskin kamoisab galiloi senu. There was kamat no halachic authority like my uncle Revyon Nevon, and he was a chassid and he was a makubal and he passed away at only forty-seven years old on the sixteenth day of Shvat. In the year 1760. 47, that's right. The Chida was born in Yishalayim. He writes that in the Yosef His mother was Sarah. And he was born after seven months of pregnancy. And when he was born, they thought he was dead. There was no sign of life. And they, they just left him on the side. And his grandmother said, I think there's a pulse in the kid. And the grandmother put him in cotton, warmed him up, and the rest is history, as they say. What was his name? His name was Yosef. Chaim and David were Adam. His name was Yosef Azulah. Actually, after I got a hold of the signature, there's a, a Yid who travels through all the libraries in Italy, someone put me in touch with. He's uh, publishing the journals of the Chida. He sent me a picture of the signature of the Chida with the boat. And after the boat, he signed his name in English, Joseph Azula. I could show it to you. The Chida knew English. In fact, I didn't know this when we were in France. When the Chida was in France and he went to Versailles, King Louis was coming out of the palace and he saw the Chida and he was so impressed with the Chida, he asked someone, who is this ambassador? What country is he an ambassador for? Okay. Chida began now. The first sefer the Chida wrote was the parish on Hurrias. It's called Shar Yosef. He wrote it when he was 17 years old. His father gave him Haskama. His father was Rabbi His father wrote about him that when my boy was six or seven years old, the Spirit of God began to beat in him. And uh, that's when he was macabre on himself the oil time. So, so far we have Avram Azulai who left. Spain in 1492. We have Avram Azulai, the great-great-grandfather of the Chida, the Chesel of Avram. We have Avram Azulai, a cousin of Makobol, who wrote Kameim. You ready? There's a fourth Avram Azulai. And that's the son of the Chida. The son of the Chida. Now, many times over the years, we said over the following Hashkafu from the Chida. And this is something I saw today, and I was very blown away by it. Do you remember when Yaakov Avinu was running away from uh, Lavan? Finally, Lavan catches up with him. So they said, okay, let's make a meal. They make a meal. And Yaakov needs someone to gather stones. So Vayikra Yaakov le Echav. Yaakov called his brothers. So Rash is bothered. His brothers? Yaakov doesn't have brothers. He has one brother, Esau, and Esau's not, he's not calling Esau. 
Rashi says, Le'echov banav. Shehem echov nigashim le'ezra ulmachav. You know who his brothers were? His children. Says the Chida, from here we see you should treat your children like they're your brothers, not like they're your children. Says the Chida, we learn from Yaakov Avinu, if you want to be successful with your children, treat them like they're your brother, not like they're your children. And he brings a gematria from the Sefer Hasidim. It means treat them like brothers. In other words, like friends. I was very blown away because in the Shema Gedolim, Chida talks about the Sefer Chazei HaTnufa. Look at number 23. And in the Chazei HaTnufa, the Chida says the Chazei HaTnufa is a, a basically a summary of the Shah Tshuva Sarash. And he says, you know, when my son, my best friend, saw this, I never saw anybody refer to their son in any rabbinic literature as you did not. But usually, you know, Ramosha would say that Yaakov Count, you know, contemporary Rabbonian may refer to their but I don't think I've ever seen anyone refer to their son as he's a Nazi, but this is uh, the Chida. Uh, so like the Malbum said, the great contribution of the Chida is he took many of our benefactors whose names were lost and he brought them to life. Tonight we learned about, besides Reb Chaim Azulai, his son Avram Azulai, his father Reb Yitzchak Zerachia, his uncle Reb Yoyin his grandfather, Rabbi Shai Azulai, who's buried where? By Zechariah. His great-grandfather, Rabbi Yitzchak Azulai. His great-great-uncle, Rabbi Yaman Zahavi, Rabbi David Yitzchaki. His cousin, Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki, is also buried there on Harazesim. His great-great-grandfather, Rabbi Avram Azulai. His great-great-great-grandfather, Rabbi Mordechai Azulai. His great-great-great-great-grandfather, Rabbi Avram Azulai I. And if you want to know, there's a fifth Avram Azulai. Who is Nifter in this century is buried in Marrakesh as well, a descendant of the Makobo Rabbi Ramazulai, who wrote the Kneis. Um, So we were introduced to many great Gedolei Yisrael, and uh, above all, we learned a little bit about the background of the Chida. Perhaps we'll continue the subject. So, Chusam Yagen Olein Yisrael